Welcome again to the Parenting is Heart Work podcast. I'm Dr. Scott Taransky, and I'm here today with Elena Svetslot, as usual. She's from the Netherlands, but we connect regularly in order to share some very important things with you. And today we're going to deal with um, alternative family situations. Sometimes people say to us, um, well, this is great, but what if you don't have two parents in the home? And, and you know, the ideas that we share aren't just for traditional families. We share with parents regularly about single parenting and blended families and children who are in foster care and grandparents raising children. But today we're going to zero in on this whole topic of adoption. Are there some specific challenges that adopted children have that we should be aware of and how can we address those? So Elena, welcome. I'm glad that we're able to talk about this today. Yes, Dr. Scott, I'm so, I feel so blessed that we can discuss and, and share this with so many families out there that perhaps are listening to our podcast and wondering uh, about this question. So thank you so much for sharing from your wisdom. And um, yeah, not only, I know not only theoretical wisdom, I know you have practical wisdom in um, and working with, with adopted children. And so please get us started. And um, would you share with us, um, I, I would really like to know your first experience um, with working with, with um, and, and, you know, um, helping children and families of adopted um, children that are adopted, I mean. Sure. You know, uh, because I'm invested in families, I have parents that come to me from all kinds of different situations. I don't even remember the first children that we dealt with or worked with who were adopted. But I know I learned a lot more when we adopted our own daughters. So mm -hmm. we have two adopted daughters ourselves, my wife and I. And um, they came into our home just before they turned four years old. And they're in their 30s now. So uh, we, um, we lived with them, grew with them, and experienced something. They're, they're twins. And so there's some challenges with twins also. So we had twins and they're adopted. Uh, but we have some very important things that we learned in that process. And then, of course, I meet all kinds of families now. And some people are adopting from overseas. Some people are adopting from within their own families, uh, brothers, sisters, or or children that, that for some reason needed their kids to be adopted. So we've got uh, adoptive parents within the family. We've got adoptive family situations that come from the foster care situation in the community. Uh, and each one of those are different. Every child is unique and special and different, but there are some common things that we see as we're working with children who are adopted. I believe that every child who is adopted has experienced some form of heart damage. When I say heart damage, I'm talking about that spiritual place inside the person that manages all their stuff and that God talks about in his word. Every person who's adopted experiences some form of, of um, heart damage. Now, sometimes just living in a loving home is all that's needed for healing to take place. Mm. But many of these children need extra help. They need some kind of guidance or extra work in certain areas of their lives because of that struggle. And you say, well, what about children who are adopted at birth? I even see children who uh, are adopted at birth uh, run into challenges, eight years old, mm -hmm. 10 years old. And we see similar kinds of things that I'm going to tell you about today, uh, even though they were adopted at birth. Why is that? Well, it, maybe it's because the person who bore them is not the same as the person who's raising mm -hmm. them. Now, uh, you know, so I, I do think the easier, the sooner we adopt a child, the more influence we have on that dynamic. But, uh, Children are people, and, and they're growing up with all kinds of experiences in their lives. Now, there's some children who are adopted just experience the same 
kind of challenge children, challenges children have that aren't adopted. I understand that. But there seem to be some patterns that we see that um, that characterize children who are adopted. And, and I don't mean to put everybody in a box and every child's different, but I see these so much. It's worth talking about and sharing some of these ideas with you today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I fully agree with you in the sense that we experience challenges with our um, with our son and daughter that are not adopted um, and have, you know, we've seen and we've were lived with since, you know, since they were in our womb for mothers specifically, I'm referring to. So, and so I can imagine that it can be more challenging for parents who don't know very well a child or um, who's, um, yeah, who's, who's, who's new to a parent, a child who's new to a parent can experience, cha- you know, challenges, of course. So Dr. Scott, um, what would you like to start with and how would you, um, um, what was, what is the, let's say, a, a most common um, experience that you have seen and uh, something that could help parents that all have adopted children, something common right. for, so for them. Let me just, uh, let's talk about the heart of a child because inside of the heart is what we call the conscience. This is a, a biblical concept. The conscience, the word conscience is used 30 times in the New Testament. It's used throughout the Bible. And the conscience is this place where we have inner promptings in four areas, according to God's word. And uh, these, this is what I wrote a book about in our book, Motivate Your Child. Uh, there, there's four areas of the conscience are doing what's right, that is being responsible, getting things done, um, uh, doing a thorough job, all of that, okay, do, getting things done. Secondly mm-hmm. is dealing with wrongs, that's the ability to handle guilt or, uh, and process it properly and deal with uh, the offenses that they that incurred or mistakes that they have or um, or some kind of other problem that exists. So they're off track. They need to get back on track. So that's mm-hmm. the second part of the contract. It, it, the conscience is dealing with wrongs. The third part, it has to do with uh, lying or honesty is the positive way to say it. So the whole area of integrity is important. And the fourth one is caring about others. I don't see as much about uh, with adopted children and the caring about others area. Some of them are very compassionate and are able to think outside of themselves about other people. But I see a lot in the other three parts of the conscience. And um, I, why is that? I think that the conscience, I haven't seen any studies on this in adopted children. I just am coming from my own experience with lots and lots of adopted kids that we continually see problems in this area. And I, I think it's because of something we call bonding. When you have a child in your home for the, that moves into your home, we try to bond with that child. Every adoptive parent knows this. We're taught about it. It's important to us. So we do what we can to love, cherish. Um, engage and experience emotional connectedness in order to bond. The bonding experience produces trust in that child, something not only trust in the parent, but trust in general inside of the child and helps them in many ways deal with conscience-related issues. So what happens then is if, if that these children experience over their life, over their childhood, significant challenges, many of them, in areas of getting things done, for example, they might try to cut corners, they might um, have a hard time just cooperating. That's a challenge. A big one has to do with in the, in the dealing with wrongs section is uh, addressing guilt. Um, and ha- they, they take it personally. It, it's like a personal attack of some kind. Instead of just dealing with the offense, they feel a shame. Uh, shame is not helpful. Guilt is a productive mm-hmm. emotion that moves us toward repentance and change and growth. Um, but shame is unhelpful, but many children view mistakes in a shameful way. And so it's really hard for them to be able to address that. A real big one though, is the lying or the dishonesty. 
find that children uh, who are adopted sometimes resort to dishonesty in order to get what they want or to get out of trouble. Often trying to uh, establish their identity or um, do whatever. I mean, cover up things that they, sometimes they'll, they'll hoard food or steal things from the store for no reason. They don't need them, but there's this kind of um, dishonesty problem that sometimes exists. Now, I'm painting a really negative picture, but not every child who's adopted has all those experiences. And sometimes children who aren't adopted experience the same kind of problems. I just see a pattern. I just see a lot of kids. And so sometimes a parent will be telling me a whole bunch of things. And I'm saying, can I just ask you a question? Uh, is this child biologically born in your home? And they'll say, no, he's adopted. How did you know that? Well, I just see this pattern that exists that's conscience related. If you tell me a bunch of things are wrong in a child's conscience, it's not working right, then I'm going to ask that question because it just may be that we are seeing some things that are related to a, uh, a part of this child's life early on. Um, and certainly when a child's been adopted later in life, then we see them, these things, or we can see them more uh, either aggressively or obviously in that child's life. So that's kind of laying out for you um, some common things that we see or I see mm -hmm. in the children that we work with at the National Center for Biblical Parenting. Yeah, that's fascinating, actually, that, that you can, that somebody who's worked with children of, you know, from different cultures, from different backgrounds can see that kind of, a, of a unif com, let's say, common denominator or so. And Dr. Scott, what can parents do in this? Let's say that the parents who are listening to our podcast, some of them um, are in this situation. They have, uh, they have um, adopted children and they want to develop their relationship with the children. They want to make, you know, um, make the home a better place to be for themselves and for their children. Um, what would your advice be? Yeah, that's a really good question. Thank you for asking that. First, I want to say this to parents who have adopted children. Thank you for your service. What you're doing is contributing to the world and you're using your home for home missions. And you will likely not see a lot of gratitude or gratefulness for the work that you do. You will likely experience a lot of tension in your home and heartache and challenges uh, in the growing up process as you work with adoptive children. And for you to go out of your way to do that is commendable. I'm just so grateful. I think you have a heart after God's own heart. So I just, first of all, want to thank you for what you're doing and the tremendous need that exists out there. If anybody's listening that hasn't adopted, I don't want uh, adoption to seem like a terrible experience. It is an amazing experience because every child that's adopted, God is working somehow in their lives in a powerful way. We know that. That's why they're adopted. They're rescued from something mm. if they're adopted. And so God has his hand on this child and is moving this child. We see over and over in the Bible, alternative living situations. We see Esther, who was there at just at such a time as this. We see Joseph, not really adopted, but he was not in his original home when he moved out of there at 17 because he was sold into slavery. But he's in this alternative living situation. Uh, we see these kinds of situations take place with Daniel who was taken away from his family and grew up uh, in Babylon in his later teen years. So all of these children, God has a special hand on them when something happens to their family of origin. And as a parent, you are very much involved in that process. So I just thank you for what you're doing. It's very, very important. Now, some children, have, we can classify them with some kind of 
names. There's reactive attachment disorder that has to do with attachment issues. There's post-traumatic stress disorder, which has to do with trauma that children experience. And, and of course, we can go into those in more depth. But here's what we do. Because I work with a lot of adopted children, we have a system that we use to help rebuild the heart one piece at a time. And that's going to take place not primarily through taking a child to counseling. I, you know, I'm not opposed to counseling. Obviously, I'm a counselor. Uh, but counseling for young children, children under 10, for example, is often not as productive as parental uh, leadership in that child's life. The best counselor for a child of any age is the parent. The best teacher for a child of any age is the parent. So when parents get trained and they work with their children, then good things happen. That's why we invest in parents. We believe that parents are the primary trainers of their children, and that's where the good things happen. So we want to be working with, um, with parents to strengthen them in order to work with their children. So if you think that counseling is going to solve the problems, it's not going to do it as much as the training that can take place. The training that takes place by going through the heart systematically and rebuilding the responsibility part of the heart and the integrity part of the heart and the compassion side of the heart and the, the, the humility and courage to be corrected, we rebuild those one step at a time. And I'm just going to tell you, it's not going to happen in a counselor's office. Mm. It happens every day as we're getting up in the morning and as we're cooking food and as we're uh, getting in the car and as we're dealing with school issues and, and we're talking about life, that's where the real training comes in. And, and so I think people gravitate to our coaching program, Elena, the coaching program that you've gone through that I lead. Um, parents of adopted kids gravitate to that because they, they want to get more in-depth training so they know how to work with their children in a strategic way. It has to be about strategy. It's not just about techniques. <laughs> we have a lot of techniques. But it's about strategy. How are we going to help this child develop the life skills necessary to be successful in life? That is our goal, to help these children recover, cope, deal with life, and have victory in their lives to move forward. Yeah, that's so important. I think what you said <laughs> must be imprinted um, on every parent's heart and mind. The most important place where a child's heart is changing is obviously uh, at home in the everyday interaction and through God's work. So I want to really um, speak, I, I'm, I can speak to that from my own experience by, yeah, um, sharing how, you know, how with my own child, who's also had challenges with behavior challenges, hence why I'm, I've become a parenting coach in the first place. Um, but, you know, heaven, if I had to take him to somebody for an hour a week to speak or to do to some, to some sort of therapy, I doubt that would have impacted him more than my own attitude, behavior, my own work with him on a daily basis from the moment he wakes up until the moment he goes to bed um, would have, would are doing at the moment. So yes, absolutely true, Dr. Scott. So, so valuable. I think if you put yourself in the mind of an adopted child, uh, I, I just think it's hard to even experience that. If you haven't experienced adopt adoption yourself, um, it's hard to imagine. I, my daughter at, uh, Elizabeth at age eight years old. No, let's go back a little bit early. Probably six. Remember, she's adopted just before she was four. She came into our home, finally adopted when she was eight, but we adopted her through the foster care system. But she was in, in our home about six years old and, and I had disciplined her uh, and she was sitting on her bed. Um, and, and I came in and, and I, I was going to talk to her about whatever the offense was. And she said, I'm ready to go to the next home. That's what she said. And, and uh, 
And you know, your heart bleeds, you know, because there's no other home. I mean, this is it for you, babe. And so, uh, you know, I didn't say that to her, but I just want to love her because, you know, it's hard when you, when you go through adoption like that. And then you're in a situation where you've experienced pain and hurt in the past. That's hard. I remember, though, on the other side, uh, one time um, as my kids were young, when my girls were young, they gave me a, um, a, a Father's Day card that said, you are the best dad. Now, you got to think mm. <laughs> and from an adopted perspective, they're not saying you're just a great dad. They're saying you're the best dad we've ever experienced. That's what they're saying. And uh, that means a lot. That means a lot to, to me. And I just go away with that real joy. So um, we work, you know, we work really hard with our adopted children in life to help them to uh, to take on life's challenges. But whenever I meet a child who's adopted, I say, I am so honored to know you. And they're going, why? Because God must have a very special plan in your life. And I, I don't know what he's going to do, but he's already protecting you and leading you and guiding you with these new parents. And wow, that is really special. That, uh, and so I'm grateful to know you. I hope you'll remember me someday when you get to be famous. <laughs> <laughs> so I just love to, uh, to talk to adopted kids. God obviously has something very special for them, but they go through challenges and, and they de- need extra care extra work many times, not all of them, many times they do. Uh, they need extra care and love and, and uh, firmness and support and visioning and spiritual training, all these things that they're going to use to rely on as they're growing and developing in their lives. Very important time for them. Dr. Scott, how do you deal with, um, let's, you know, if a parent, if a family has only adopted children, I suppose there's a different dynamic to when a family has adopted and um Uh, biological children. Do you have any advice or guidance on some of the learnings you experienced in this, you know, in this dynamic? Yes, yes, certainly. That's a challenge uh, that we try to overcome pretty quickly because people come into families in different ways. Sometimes people come into a family biologically and sometimes children come into a family through adoption. That's just how God creates families. There's no second rate, second best. Everybody comes in together. When I uh, talk to adopted children, I say, um, uh, when, you, when, my other, when my other children, when biological children are born, they come through mommy's tummy. But when an adopted child comes into a home, they come through mommy's heart. And uh, it's just a beautiful thing to mm-hmm. have That's children in a family yeah. that are adopted and, they're, um, and biological. But we're right away, we're, there's nobody who's has um, a higher rate than anybody else. We're all in a family. God brings mm-hmm. families together. And this group that God calls a family is a place where we experience our, we experience life. And the most important influence that a child has is the parents. And so we come alongside and be those adoptive parents for our children and try to influence them the best we can. We're trying to help them grow and understand life and, and move forward in some really powerful ways. So yeah, it's a, it's a very blessed experience. And it's so powerful. Here's why it's so powerful for me. Because God uses the picture of adoption to describe the way he has me come into his family. Mm. When I come into the family of God, I don't come in. There's only one only begotten child, and that's Jesus Christ. I come in as an adopted child. And I have learned so much about adoption and my relationship with God just from being an adopted father. I get a new name. I, when I come into God's family, I get a new 
a set of rules. I get new brothers and sisters in Christ. I get a new inheritance. I get a new father. I get uh, a, a, a new way of thinking, a new identity. All of these things come. And if you imagine that that's how God embraces us, it just it changes the whole experience for us as, uh, as parents, adoptive parents. It just we're, we're being like God. We have the Father's heart. And we're sharing that with children. Uh, what a, a privilege to be a part of that. So, yeah, I love it. I love adoption. Mm-hmm. I love helping adopted kids and uh, adoptive parents. I love my own adopted daughters, Megan and Elizabeth, if they ever get to hear this. <laughs> uh, they know I talk about them and how much I love them. Um, and uh, it's just a privilege to have experienced that side of life. Not, not without its challenges, as they will tell you. We've had a lot of our challenges in our own home and, and a lot of families do that I work with. But that's okay. You know, God is in the business of changing people and working things out and he uses the family to do it. So yeah. it's just a privilege to be a part of the adoptive process. And, and I just want to say, if you're stuck in that and you're frustrated and you don't know what to do and you're not viewing it as a privilege, you ought to call the National Center for Biblical Parenting. Go through the coaching program as one of the clients, from one of the coaches that we have on our website or me personally, I'll work with you and uh, train this child's heart in a way that will help them to be most effective in life, in, in now and in the future. So a lot of things that we can do that help che- these children, especially children who've experienced trauma or pain, you know, they, there's a way to think about all that. And, uh, and we can prepare life and family to manage that in the most helpful way. So yeah, give us a call at the National Center for Biblical Parenting, or you can find us at biblicalparenting.org. Absolutely, Douglas, that's so important. We should not go alone as parents through all these challenges. There is a lot of help out there. So please reach out for it. Um, And like Dr. Scott has just mentioned, he has got a lot of experience and the heart to help families um, which are struggling. So Dr. Scott, again, thank you very much for sharing with us today. And also, I wanted to um, mention it again. For parents who have not listened to our podcast before, please go ahead and listen to all the other episodes which we have in our archive. Subscribe so you can get notified when the next episode comes. And also, please um, reach out for questions um, or reach out with any comments you might have. We will be very grateful to receive any, um, uh, any further uh, comments from you. Uh, that being said, Dr. Scott, um, where you can find him is biblicalparenting.org and you can find me on elenashvetsa.com. Dr. Scott, uh, any final word for um, these awesome families out there that are parenting parents of adopted children? Yeah, just keep in mind that you're in this for the long term uh, and you might have tension in, at certain stages of life, but, um, but we hang in there with kids and we, uh, we work with them over a long period of time. And we're looking for ways that God's grace can flow through us as parents to our kids. So um, hang in there. It's a gift that God has given you. And uh, don't expect a lot of gratefulness until your kids have their own kids. Because <laughs> then they realize. But uh, in the meantime, we're just serving the Lord. That's who we serve. And so we serve the Lord through adoption. It's a tremendous opportunity and a great act of service. So thank you folks for being with us. We encourage you to um, uh, to like our podcast and also to check out some of the other episodes that we have. It'll be with some of the more specific areas that you experience with your children. Thanks for being with us today. Until next time, we're grateful that uh, God is working in your life and we look forward to what he's going to do in yours and ours as well. 